There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Let's bring in Chris Sims, pro football talk, of course, the former NFL quarterback, how do you explain that, Chris? Well, wait, first off, I mean, you left me some good candy there. All right. I mean, who are you going to vote for in the Heisman? I'm not I'd allowed like to, to know that. I'm not allowed to say it. They don't want us okay. to say it publicly or I would tell you privately, but um, I'm not allowed to say it publicly. All right. All right. Cool. I understand that. You can text me later. Who I would, would vote you for vote Tre- for? Oh, oh, I would vote for Trevor Lawrence. I would. I would. I, I, you know, he's the, he's the best player in college football for my money. I don't, you know, again, it's unforeseen circumstances, COVID-19, all of that. That shouldn't hinder him uh, as far as, you know, what the vote or what the, the, the award really stands for. So I would go with Trevor. If you were Trevor, would you rather go to the Jets or the Jags? Oh, the Jaguars probably have a little bit more in place as far as talent on the offensive side of the ball and even some young talent on the defensive side of the ball. You know, that to me is going to be more of the decision of do you want to live in the big lights of New York or do you want to be kind of under the radar in Jacksonville? What suits like the style of life you want to live too? So, um, you know, ultimately, I think probably at this point right now, the Jags are set up a little bit better team-wise than the Jets who have a lot of holes to fill. But you also look at Eli Manning doesn't seem like the New York kind of guy. Your father who played for the Giants is not a New York kind of guy. Right. Joe Namath, those days are long gone. Namath loved, you know, the bright lights and Broadway Joe, but you don't, Sam Darnold is not a, you know, a, a bright lights, New York City kind of guy either. I, I think we get, I know the pressure, the expectation level would be so high if Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jets. It feels like 
he would get a little bit more of a easing in period in Jacksonville. I, I, I would agree. I mean, you come, you know, like you're talking about, you come up to New York, the spotlight's on you immediately. And then, of course, it's going to be added on to that is the fact that, whoa, they got rid of a top three quarterback pick to, to take on Trevor Lawrence. So how does that guy do on his new team? And that's going to add to the spotlight and just the overall, you know, uh, attention around the whole scenario. But, but to your point with like my dad, Eli Manning, Sam Darnold, even, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence has that too, where, yeah, they're not like, it, it just, it's even keel. Let's throw a touchdown, throw an interception. You're not really sure which one they did. It's the same look on their face either way. And I think there is something to that in the New York city area, as far as balancing your life and all the, you know, the fans and that, all the attention around you at all times. Yeah, it feels like it's the expectation level is going to be so high because the Jets are so thirsty. The Jags almost went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. The right. Jets, you know, they get to watch the Super Bowl. But I also wondered about this yesterday. We got over the shock of the Jets beating the Rams. If I'm the Rams, what, what did I expose yesterday that's going to come back and haunt me? Or is this just a one-off that the Jets caught him at the right time? But is there, are there bigger issues with the Rams as we look past this Jets upset? I, I, I think I said this to you two weeks ago when I was on a Monday where, to me, there's one big issue with the Rams football team. And it's really about the only issue because they're re really well-rounded in just about every area. But there it was again, Dan. Just go back and look at the Rams' schedule. Any game their offense struggles, it's lack of run game, and then the bootleg passes aren't there. And just quite honestly, you know, the drop-back pass game as far as scheme and then Jared Goff in the drop-back pass game and his ability to do things that way, pocket passer being a, you know, uh, surgical that way and making plays off schedule. This is not the strengths of, of the Rams. So they got themselves in a hole and then they couldn't run the ball and the bootlegs were gone and it just all kind of funneled out of control from there. Is there a Super Bowl contender in the NFC West? Yes, I do believe that the I the Seahawks to me are, are a Super Bowl contender. There's no doubt. The Seahawks have played better defense the last five or six weeks really ever since they left josh allen and that loss up in buffalo they've been better you know i think you see their run game has shown inklings of popping up here and in a year with no great defenses in football you know this is why i took seattle versus kansas city in the super bowl anyways because of the no offseason i thought the defenses would be handicapped I just think playoff football is going to lend itself to the great quarterbacks kind of taking over in the big moments with no crowd noise and all of that, with no great defenses, and it's just going to favor those kind of guys. So, yes, Russell Wilson, the Seahawks star contender. Were you a Josh Allen guy prior to the draft? They, I didn't think you were. I was. He was my number one quarterback that year. Yeah. Really? I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, big big Josh Allen. I kind of stood Lamar as number one, and Josh Allen is two in my first rankings. And honestly, Dan, I made a deal with myself. I backed off of Lamar number one because I got so much crap from my NFL friends. Man, Lamar number one, are you crazy? I thought there was maybe something I didn't know that maybe, you know, there was some character issues or something. But I got so trashed, I honestly backed off Lamar a little bit and ultimately made Josh Allen my number one guy. But yes, I was a huge Josh Allen fan. If I said I, I got to take out Mahomes from the equation, quarterbacks uh -huh. under the age of 27 that you would take over Josh Allen? 
Oh, I, oh man, I don't, it, to me that, that, and I'm just, you know, off the top of my head, I'm just going, only guy I'm thinking about really is him and Deshaun Watson. That, those are, those are those guys I think that are young, right. That fit that mold, what you're talking about. It's one of those two. I, I mean, to mm. me right now, Right now, Rodgers, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, I know in totality of their careers, they're better than Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. But, man, for 2020 football right now, week 15, I don't think you could say anybody's played better than Josh Allen this year except for Rodgers and Mahomes. And you see, like you saw Saturday night, he can carry the team at certain moments. doesn't matter what has to be done. And I remind people, you know, that that was the same Denver defense that wouldn't let the Chiefs in the end zone five different times, and Josh Allen got in the end zone. So he at least deserves to be in that conversation. I'm not saying he's there yet, but he's in that combo. We're talking to Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live co-host with Mike Florio and, of course, the former NFL quarterback. Let's look at the Saints quarterbacking situation short-term, long-term here. What do you think? Well, they got to go with Drew Brees now. I mean, he obviously was not at 100% yesterday. He didn't look comfortable. I mean, you watched it. You know, did he look comfortable at any point during that game? Um, looked jumpy in the pocket, right? Didn't look sh- like real decisive with decisions. There was a lot of like, oh, should I throw it there? Oh, should I throw it? And he didn't know what to do with it. So they caught him on a rusty day. You know, of course, not hitting on all cylinders, but I – He's still the guy going forward, no doubt. I just hope they find the right balance of still letting Taysom Hill be a factor there because without Drew Brees' ability to really throw the ball down the field, I think they need that Taysom Hill run game package to just give them one other element to make defenses defend the whole field when you play the Saints. I I think they just can't lose sight of that. You look at Kansas City – uh, they do keep teams in games, whether right. it, it's somebody really good like the Saints or, you know, can be some of these other teams here. But they seem to have an answer for everything. That's just it. They, it, it it's the person who makes straight A's, but you go, how do they make straight A's? Because <laughs> you're watching their study habits and you go, I, I don't know. Now they, they do it differently here. Um, you're right. How dangerous? I mean, what's the flaw there? I I mean, the flaw is that they're just going to play with fire here one of these days and, you know, the wrong bounce of the ball or, you know, and just it's going to come down to that one one play and they're not going to come through in the clutch. And you go, man, they lost to a team that they're better at, better than, and they didn't close the game out. Or, you know, they just were asleep at the wheel because they were unmotivated. That's the concern. But also, like, you know, yesterday – I think it also, again, shows their versatility, too. That's what's amazing. Oh, we're going to run the ball. We're going to play defense. And, you know, we're going to stop the run and make Drew Brees beat us throwing the football. You know, oh, this average Chiefs defense, yet when you ask them to do something, stop Derrick Henry in the AFC Championship game, slow down the Shanahan run game in the Super Bowl, they, they always rise to the occasion. So they're frustrating. I'm with you. And we don't, I don't think we've seen them see – play an A game the whole year. I think they played a lot of B and B-plus games, and they still win. And That's where I'm annoyed by them. Uh, (laughs) I'll say this, though. Their offense needs to be the one that closes these games out. That's where they're built, and that's that's the unit that needs to put some of these teams away as of late, and we just haven't seen them do that. You sold on Baker Mayfield now? I am. I You know, I think – 
I think like the last three, four weeks, the way he's playing, I think he's finally just comfortable in the Stefanski offense, what's being expected of him. And Dan, there's, you know, there's a language between quarterback and play caller that, you know, I actually heard even, you know, Bruce Arians talking about this with Tom Brady yesterday. You know, they're, they're speaking to you with some of their play calls more than just, hey, this is the play call. But really where an offense and an offensive coordinator get on the same page is, oh, wait, he's calling this play on second down because well, we, we talked about this 10 days ago. He's expecting me to look for the big shot play here, and if I don't have it, throw it away. You know, it's all those little nuances, I think, that they're finally getting together, and that's why you're seeing Baker just confident and playing, playing awesome. And I see young quarterbacks do this, and you played the position that I got to throw the ball away. Like it's hard. Your mentality is never let me just throw it away. Your your mentality is to make a play. It must be difficult for some of these younger quarterbacks to go. Gosh, I got to I got to just fall down, or I got to throw it away. Right, or throw the check down. Right, they're not used to that, and I, I think that's where. You know, we got to give Baker a lot of credit. Think about it. He was he was at Oklahoma. It was throw, 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 throw it everywhere. And then he got with Hugh Jackson, and it was like, hey, awesome, let's throw it more. You're the first pick of the draft. And then last year they got Odell Beckham Jr., and they went, hey, let's throw it every play. Let's keep doing that. And then all of a sudden this year they were like, hey, whoa, whoa, we want you to hand the ball off <laughs> and play smart and control the football. So that is an adjustment for a guy like that, and he's done really great in handling that. And they've matured off the field too. I think that's another aspect you see with Cleveland that Stefanski's really brought to the team. I'll leave you with this. I have three quarterbacks in their first 48 career starts. Three current quarterbacks. In their first 48 starts, these three quarterbacks went 28 and 20. The exact same record. Are you ready for this? Yes. Aaron Rodgers was 28 and 20. Deshaun Watson, 28 and 20. Mitchell Trubisky, 28 and 20. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, I'm happy for Mitchell Trubisky. That's a misleading stat. I'll say that much. Uh, because two of those guys were doing a lot of it. Do on you think own. he's happy that you're happy for him, Chris? I, I uh, Probably not. He's probably like, oh, I've heard that guy say negative things about me before. Screw him, too. Uh, but I think that's the edge in which he's playing with. Like I heard Matt Nagy in the post-game press conference that he's a different man. Well, sometimes when you get benched <laughs> and you sit over there and you go, man, I was making the game too complicated. And then also when you get back in, you just go, I'm taking no prisoners. You know, screw everybody, screw the coach, screw all this. I'm going to be a leader and, and not think too much and do all of that. And they found their way here. They're the best three offensive games of the, uh, the whole season, the last three weeks. Uh, good for the Bears. And if you made me choose, I bet you they beat the Cardinals and end up in the seventh seed over the Cardinals. Yes, that would be my choice. Whoa, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, Thank you. Hey, uh, happy holidays to uh, you and the family. Thank you again for uh, all the times you've joined us here on the program. We always appreciate your insights, and uh, thanks for joining us, bud. No, thanks. Thanks to you. Thanks to all the guys. Happy holidays to you. I appreciate you having me on. That's Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk, and also you can see him on Football Night in America. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. 
or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope. I was wrong because then I tried right brand bacon and honestly, I was speechless. And you know, it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly, but it was mind blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job. And I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick cut, flip your whole world upside down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that... Summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year. Be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. 
fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Andy Staples, kind enough to join us on loan from The Athletic, covering college football. Andy, any problems with the Final Four? Not really, because it was going to be Notre Dame or A&M at four, and you could flip a coin on those two, and I don't think anybody other than the fan bases would have been upset if one or the other had been picked. Uh, Notre Dame makes sense. You can make the case, hey, look, they beat a team that's in the playoff. Texas A&M had a really good win against Florida, but they both got blown out by teams that are in the playoff. So, I mean, it, it was kind of six of one, half dozen of the other. I just would like it to be a better system in general. You know, it, it doesn't need to be four. Should have been eight all along. And every year they keep, you know, showing us why it should be eight. But you know what will happen, Andy? You're going to get some of these teams that get in there and they get blown out because they face Alabama or Clemson in the opening round. And then people that happens are, now. I, I, I know I did. I said that I said Notre Dame gets blown out or A&M gets blown out. We don't have a problem with that. But if boy, if Cincinnati goes in there and gets blown out, that's bad for college football. Yeah, it, it's crazy. because So if you had an eight team and this is how they would do it, it would be your five power five champs get in your highest ranked group of five champ gets in and then two at largest. So the games you'd have, you'd have Oregon at Alabama. Oh no, by the way, you you get the bowls out of there and you actually play them in campus college football stadiums where they're meant to be played. So you'd have Oregon at Alabama, which people will say, okay, why is Oregon in there? They don't deserve it. Okay. But from a business perspective, you kept that side of the country engaged the entire season. You gave stakes to the Pac-12 championship game. And if Oregon gets blown out, great. That's Alabama getting a reward for earning the number one seed. You got Cincy at Clemson. Will Clemson kill Cincy? Maybe, but at least we know. And then you have Oklahoma at Ohio State and Texas A&M at Notre Dame. Who is not watching those games? (laughs) I know, I agree, but I don't know I mean, when, crazy. when do they expand because they have the, the contract with ESPN. Can they break that contract? I guess all contracts are meant to be broken, but, you know, we're, we're stuck with this through, what, 2023? 2026. Oh. And it's, it's the deal with the Bulls that's, that's the issue because ESPN would be fine. ESPN wants to make the, the conferences happy. If the conferences say we want to do an 18 playoff, ESPN will say, great, we'll pay you for that. Because, I mean, they're going to wind up paying about the same amount of money anyway you, you slice it. So they don't care about the packaging. They just care about the product. So if you give them an opportunity to buy the product, they'll buy it. But it's the deal with the Bulls because, you know, you got these middlemen in the Bulls that have been for years hijacking the way college football crowns as national champion. They were pretty useful back in the day. They're completely useless now. There is no need for them to be there. If the school, let's say the Rose Bowl, here's here's a good example, because the Rose Bowl has always kind of been what was in the way. And if you went to the Rose Bowl right now and said, hey, we're going to have a a Big Ten and Pac-12 game in your stadium. We're going to kick it off at at 2 o'clock Eastern time on January 1st. Uh, It's not going to be a playoff game. We're going to play as on campus. Uh, We're not going to give you as much money as we did before. Uh, ESPN is going to give all that money to the conferences. The Rose Bowl would say, well, no, we don't want to do that. And, and they'll say, okay, that's great. We're going to move that game to another stadium, and now you can have $0 and enjoy your monster truck pull on January 1st. <laughs> and the Rose Bowl will be like, okay, we'll take some dollars over $0. That would be wonderful. 
And now we have the Rose Bowl in Dallas. <laughs> Can we call it the Rose Bowl? I'm not clear on the legality of this. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get a letter from somebody. <laughs> I know. It's, um, you know, we, we got caught up in this eye test, and, and uh, I, I still don't know. I don't have great vision, but, you know, the eye test with Ohio State, I, I want him in there in the Final Four, but I can't sit there and go, boy, they passed the eye test. You know who passes the eye test? As strange as this is going to sound, Florida does. If Florida didn't lose to Florida's LSU. Offense does. I mean, that they went toe-to-toe with Alabama. If you said they were going to play again, I'd say absolutely. I'm all in. Yeah. You know, that loss to LSU, I wonder, was there if, – if they didn't lose to LSU, would there be a chance that Florida was in there instead of Notre Dame? It would have been the 2018 discussion all over again. And remember in 2018, Alabama and Georgia played the the really good SEC championship yeah. game where Tua gets hurt, Jalen Hurts comes in. And, and there was the big argument of, do you put Georgia in at number four, even though they just lost to Alabama? I think you would have had that same discussion had Florida not lost to LSU. The, the problem for Florida is, yeah, you just showed you can go toe-to-toe with Alabama, but a week earlier, you, you just showed you can completely <laughs> lay an egg. So, I mean, that, that that's the issue with that one but yeah you're that would have been the dominant conversation sunday morning if florida hadn't lost to lsu is should florida be number four you okay with ohio state just because yeah i am and and here's the thing everybody's like well you you got to punish them punish the big 10 because they only played six games yeah but if you punish the big 10 by punishing ohio state that makes no sense the big 10 played at all because ohio state and Nebraska and Iowa and those people fought to get a season played in the Big Ten. Ohio State would have loved to have played 10 games. They were on the side of the ACC and the SEC and the Big 12 the entire time. So you can't punish them because their league did something stupid. So I'm fine with it. And and look, it was all going to be eye test anyway because we didn't have non-conference games. We didn't get – remember, we're supposed to get Ohio State-Oregon in week two. That would have been amazing. It would have been a great – data point for us to tell okay where's the pac 10 stack up against the big 10 we we don't have any idea this year because we didn't have any non-conference games and so the only only thing we can really say is the sun belt is better than the big 12 because the sun belt went three and zero against the big 12 army is not going to a bowl game their head coach is going to oh. join us top of the hour so to explain this to me that army what are they eight and two not going yep. to a bowl game so basically, they were going to the Independence Bowl, and that was set up, and the Independence Bowl had to cancel its game because it can't get another team into the game. Uh, there have been too many opt-outs, and so the Independence Bowl does not have an opponent for them, and all the other bowls, because they're contractually tied to, to different conferences, had to fill through the different conferences that they're contractually tied to. And it's a great injustice because Army deserves to be there, you know, you've got a two-win South Carolina playing in a bowl, and Army's not playing in a bowl. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and it's interesting because Army's former commandant is the president of South Carolina. You'd think he'd say, "Look, out of respect, we're going to stay home, and you guys go play in the bowl game." And I, I, you know, you don't want anybody to have any issues with COVID nineteen, but if somebody does, and it seems like given the number of teams that are playing in bowls, there's a chance somebody does. Let's throw Army in there if somebody has to back out. 
Let, let them play in a bowl game. They've earned it. Yeah. And that's why I go back to this when people say, oh, you know, these uh, schools that aren't in the Power Five conferences, you know, they wouldn't be able to go toe-to-toe with these uh, schools that are. And I go, let me take you back to Army on the road against Oklahoma and Kyler Murray and went into overtime. Oh. So it's it's one game, and maybe there's a blowout, but you tell me Oklahoma came out of that game going, man, we're so much better than Army. No, and, and Army took Michigan to the limit the following year. Look, Army's a good team. There's no reason Army shouldn't be in a bowl game. And I, this is another one of my issues with the bowl system in general. Again, you don't need these middlemen. Like ESPN owns and operates 17 bowls now. You got the Myrtle Beach Bowl coming on later today. Conway, South Carolina on the surf turf at Coastal Carolina. Those bowls have no middlemen. ESPN puts it on, the teams show up, and you're good to go. And that's the way they could do it throughout college football if they wanted to and just set up the best matchups you can instead of having, well, we got to have Big Ten number three versus SEC number four. Don't do that. If anything, this season taught us that things might be better if you schedule a little more on the fly anyway. And that Coastal Carolina BYU game was set up on two days notice. It was probably the best game of the season. So why not have it where the leagues get together with ESPN and say, we're going to create 39 postseason games and but we're not going to set them up by conference or anything like that we're just going to match them up for the best possible matchups the best television matchups the most deserving teams get the best games and that's how you do it everybody would be would, would be fine with that viewers would love it and you don't give money to people who don't do anything. Andy, you're making way ESPN too much gets sense. Product. Andy, you're making way too much. I know. Sense. I know. You, you got to stop. You got to stop with this, <laughs> because you know what? It's just in 365 days, Andy, we're probably having this same conversation. Oh, 100 percent, and probably more so and more frustrated because they will have gone back to all of the old ways of doing things. It will be, we must schedule non-conference games 12 years in advance because that is what we do. We must do that. But you don't have to do that. If this year taught us anything, you don't have to do any of the things that you thought you had to do. So think about it. If you're going to, if you're going to press the reset button, now would be a great time. It's great to talk to you as always. We appreciate your insights. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you, Andy. And thank you for joining us. Thank you, Dan. That's Andy Staples. Andy uh, works for The Athletic. Be sure to catch the live edition of The Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We've talked a lot about college football and, you know, the playoffs. Now we have the bowl games. Who can play? South Carolina's got two wins. They're playing in a bowl game. Army is 9-2. and two. They're not playing in a bowl game, and their head coach, Jeff Munkin, uh, joins us on the program. Uh, coach, thanks for joining us. So explain this to me and how you explained it to your kids. They're not playing in a bowl game. Well, first, I got to tell you, can I give you an autograph story? Because I love your autograph story. Sure, sure. So I, I was an autograph seeker as a kid, I, like you go to the ball games, hang out along the third baseline or the first baseline by the dugouts. So I want to tell you two stories about autographs. One was uh, J.R. Richards, so the pitcher for the Astros. Got an autograph before he had a stroke and after he had a stroke. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, he's a great pitcher, admired him uh, and, his, and, his, uh, and his career. But my favorite autograph was from Don Sutton. Now, he wasn't my favorite player growing up, but 
kind of like you, uh, I had a little conversation with Don on the third baseline out, out uh, in right field at the Astrodome when I was about 12 years old. And uh, he's coming along, and, and Don Sutton's a great pitcher. And, and I said, oh, Mr. Sutton, can I have your autograph? And uh, he comes over, and he said, you know, you got to say please. He said, you know, manners always, manners always counts. And uh, I said, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I, I'm just so excited to get your autograph. I, I, I got good manners. I, just, I, I was just so excited <laughs> to get your autograph. I, I'm, I'm sorry I yelled at you. And he said, don't convince me, show me. Oh. And I've never forgotten that he said that. And I still use that today. I've used it for my entire career when a guy talks about doing something and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, or I'm going to do better. I say, don't convince me, show me. And I, and I've shared with him where I got that, that quote. So I got Don, Don Sutton to thank for that quote, but uh, getting to, uh, to our bowl game and, and uh, you know, we've had a great year. I'm so proud of our guys. We we've had uh, two very emotional weeks playing the army Navy game and the coming right back to play for the commander in chief's trophy this past Saturday here at West Point against Air Force. And our guys uh, just battled and did a great job. And, and we were really looking forward to the opportunity to play in the postseason. We've been set up to play in the Independence Bowl for, for over a year and, and, uh, and have been looking forward to that. Like everybody, the reward of playing in the postseason in college football. And as the day went along yesterday and we realized that we were kind of getting pushed out. And I understand why, and I'm not mad at the system. It's, the, it's a system that's created lots and lots of opportunities for, for teams to play. Uh, it's the same system that really kept us from, from having a guarantee yesterday. But uh, there's a lot of teams that have, a, have had a chance to play. And I'm, I'm not mad at the two-win teams or the three-win teams that are playing. I, in fact, I commend them that they are taking the opportunity to play this great game. What I'm disappointed is that the teams that had a chance to play that clamored for the opportunity to play this fall are now deciding they don't want to play. I don't understand it. And we've got a team who is deserving of playing in a bowl game. Uh, they're, a great, they're a great team. They're not the most talented team in the country, not the most talented team I've coached, but they're the best team I've coached. And – and they're a group of young men who have made a pledge of commitment to serve this nation. And we've got seniors who have earned the opportunity to play in a bowl game who were in tears last night. Six months from now, they're going to they're gonna take a pledge to serve in the United States Army and ultimately are willing to pay the ultimate price for us to enjoy the freedoms we have and the way of life that we enjoy to play this game and to have the right to say, yes, I want to play or no, I don't want to play. But when there's a team like that, that is uniquely positioned to represent the 1.3 million men and women who serve on active duty in our United States Army. They deserve the opportunity to not just play for themselves, but to represent those men and women. And, and I hear all that we've been through. The, the, it's always for all this team has been through this year, we're just deciding to opt out. Well, I challenge for all that our soldiers have been through and all that their families have been through for families who have had loved ones deployed for a year or more and been away from their families and will spend this holiday season away from their families. Uh, we, we owe it to them to represent them. And, uh, and we just, we want the opportunity to do that. We're hoping that there'll some way, somehow there'll be a chance, but I talked to our guys about it. I told them to told them the truth on, uh, on how it got to this point. 
they were obviously disappointed, but what they said was, Coach, if if we got a chance, then let us continue to prepare and and get ready. And and that's that's what we've done all year. We've just prepared. We're not planned. Uh, we had a 12 game schedule in July, and we played three of those original teams, but still managed to play 11 games. We we've prepared, not planned, and it's what a, it's what an infantry unit does. They prepare, they don't plan. They don't know when the battle's coming. They don't know what the weather's going to be. They don't know how many bad guys are going to be on the other side. What their firepower is. But, but they're going to be prepared. And our, our, our country can be proud to know that we've got soldiers out there that are protecting our freedoms and, and our way of life. And that we've got football players who are, are playing on this team that have made that same commitment. So uh, I, I, our guys are just a great bunch of guys. So we're going to stay here for the next few days. We're going to figure out if we get a chance to play and, and see what comes of it. How important is it for the coach at the academy to have been through the academy? to understand what these I can't these men and women go through to to kind of understand what their schedule is their life is what happens after they graduate get deployed like there's a, there's a whole lot that goes into this coach that it's not just come on in and play some football for me it is and uh, it's important that we all understand that and embrace that and it's one of the things I love about West Point I've I've uh, I've had the opportunity to serve as a coach at two of our service academies. And it's, uh, it's been the great pleasure of my, my career to be able to do that, to serve these young men and women who are going to serve our nation. And I, I didn't go to school here, but I'm proud to represent our United States Army in this way and to serve in this way, to develop the leaders of character that our Army needs and deserves to, uh, to lead our soldiers. And, and I, I understand this place and I, I, I embrace what we are as an institution. And, uh, and I know our players realize that about me, that, that though I didn't experience this, that I understand their life and their commitment. And, and when we do bring a young man in here, it's not just all about football, but that's what makes them so special. But also you, it's one thing to say goodbye to a senior. Like it, this is different when you say goodbye to your seniors you don't know what's going to happen to them. It's not like, hey, I'll keep an eye on you in the NFL or, you know, you get a job as a, an accountant somewhere. You're saying goodbye to men who you might be saying goodbye to. They may. They may have to pay the ultimate price, but they've they've made that choice and they've made that commitment. And, you know, all of us should be incredibly thankful for every man and woman uh, in this nation that, that, that takes that pledge. And there are millions of Americans who have taken that pledge and, and currently serve and those that will take that pledge and, and our guys do too. And, uh, you know, our, our guys go into all walks of life. They go into all, all different kinds of jobs in the army. Um, they don't all have the same job, but they've all made the same commitment. And, uh, and I'm really proud of them. And I just, I would love to, to see them be rewarded with this opportunity of a bowl game. They desperately want to play. And hopefully we can give even more publicity to this. And we appreciate your coming on. And, and we're happy to be able to help facilitate this so they do get a chance. And maybe there's a school that opts out that they can't play and you guys slide in. You guys have certainly been ready to play anybody, anywhere. And I brought this up when you'll get people who will say, well, you know, these teams that aren't in the Power Five conferences, they can't really play with the big boys. And I always bring up when Army went to Oklahoma a couple of years ago 
and they had Kyler Murray, and you took him into overtime. So I don't, I, I don't want to hear, oh, you know, those uh, smaller schools can't stick with the big guys. I don't know how you did it that day, but you did it. Well, th- this team in the last three years has taken two top 10 teams to overtime, overtime and double overtime, double overtime at Michigan a year ago. And, uh, and I assure you that, that it, it wasn't because of, of our talent. Uh, we got some talented guys. We got some good football players. But our guys just play really hard. They play, they play together. They care deeply for each other. There's a sense of brotherhood in this program that's unlike any team I've ever been a part of. And, and, uh, and it's, it's because of the shared experience that they'll have after they graduate that, that, that creates a bond in this team. And, uh, I, you know, it, we didn't win either of those games. So I guess the, they're, they're right. We just, we weren't able to, to finish the job, but we've won some power five games here since I've been here as the head coach. And, and, uh, we're going to have a chance to play some more and hopefully we'll be able to, to come away with some victories, but you know, just the spirit of this team and, and what they mean to this country, uh, I think it's great for college football. I think it's it, obviously great for our, our players, but, uh, but for those men and women that we represent, I think it's important that we, we, we play and, and, uh, and not just say, Hey, we're going to opt out. Well, you can't give up. I mean, that's, that's who you, that's who you are. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'll get a chance to get up there next season. I, I, I appreciate the invitation that I got for the Army Navy game. I got a compromised immune system and uh, probably the last person who should be traveling anywhere. But that game means that much to me that I, I wanted to be there to experience it. So congratulations on the season. And uh, hopefully there's somebody listening who says, you're right, that Army should be playing in a bowl game this year, Coach. So thank you and uh, our best to you. Same to you. Thanks a lot. We'll look forward to seeing you at the Army-Navy game next year. All right. Coach Munkin, yeah, we're ready to go. After that speech, damn, now I'm really mad that Army's not playing a bowl game. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports like 
a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly... I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Paulie. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. Get upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. There are quite a few Jets fans and uh, big name Jets fans. Uh, Hank Azaria is uh, one of our favorites. He, of course, gave us Brockmeyer. The actor comedian does a lot of voices on The Simpsons. And he is a Jets fan. And uh, Hank joins us now. Hank, how do you feel today? Well, Mackay, I mean, you're right, Dan. Mixed emotions. And the, the emotions that are mixed are, are despair and anger. <laughs> how did you feel watching that game? It's been insane watching the Jets the la- this season because uh, definitely rooting for them to lose. But it really goes beyond that. I mean, Makai is, is dead wrong. It, it's been this weird thing, I swear, where I am so passionately rooting against the Jets that my favorite team that week is whoever's playing against the Jets, which is a tremendous win-win because until this week, I now always win as opposed to being a Jet fan up until now. I almost always lose. But when, I mean, look, this, this was inevitable, I guess. I mean, they really, they should have won that Raider game. They almost beat the Patriots. They almost beat the Broncos. They're lucky. They, I guess they're lucky that they're, they only lost, uh, they only won the one game, I should say. Um, but it's been a really almost psychotic season for me. But it almost feels like this was your Patrick Ewing if you're the Knicks. Like, you you yeah. you have a chance. We're bad. We won the lottery. We get Patrick Ewing. You know, it didn't pay off in a championship, but you became relevant. Like, the Jets aren't relevant. Haven't been relevant in quite some time here. And it's Jetsian to try to, you know, you're bad, but you're not bad enough to get Trevor Lawrence here. Exactly. I mean, look, this is... 
you know, th- but this is like, this is just it for a Jet fan. A, a Jet Mets, Jets Mets Knicks fan, by the way. I mean, this is like saying, are you surprised that Lucy didn't let Charlie Brown kick the football? Mm. You know, you're mm. bummed, but no. Can you, let's say a little quiz, Dan. Okay. So let's go with that metaphor. Charlie Brown and, and, and Lucy in the football. In, in this scenario with the Jets win yesterday, who's Charlie Brown, who's Lucy, and who's the football? See if you can guess. Uh, I don't like word problems, Hank. <laughs> uh, the Jets fans are the football. No. No, no, no. Jets fans are Charlie Brown. Oh, okay. Who's Lucy? Uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> that, would, that would have been true in years past. But no. Lucy is the Jets themselves. It's the Jets organization. And the football, I'll accept either answer. I, I'd either accept uh, just the football, since we're talking about football. Football is the football. Or the football could represent uh, joy in life, actual happiness. Mm, okay. So, in, so recap now. Lucy, yeah. Charlie Brown, and the football represents? Uh, the, all Jets fans, including myself, are Charlie Brown. Poor, sad Charlie Brown, who can't ever get it right. And Lucy, uh, evil Lucy, are the Jets, the Jets organization who just snatch joy away from us always. And the football is either the football or actual joy in, in living. Now, I think I've seen a picture of you with Sam Darnold. Are you a Sam Darnold guy? But you were willing, like you, you were, do you have a relationship that you can see other quarterbacks? <laughs> That's actually Jim Brockmeyer, if you notice, with Sam Donald. <laughs> oh, and, uh, Brockmeyer. Back- okay. yeah, it's Brockmeyer right there. See, that's not me. That's Brockmeyer. And I-, I was backstage. I believe I was doing uh, uh, Get Up or something. Get Up, Get Down, Morning p- Cold Pizza, Stop Yourself, Don't Touch Me. One of these shows. <laughs> I think it was Don't Touch Me. <laughs> How would Brockmeyer have called the final seconds of the Jets beating the Rams yesterday? Well, I think they just put up in one long wail and moan like a banshee wail. But I've been working on this. So I emailed this to Fritz. I want Brock Meyer to, I want to, you know, Brock Meyer is famous for saying that the Mets are the Yankees of not being the Yankees. Okay. I want to expand on this, that the Jets are the LeBron James of being worse than the Knicks. And the Knicks are the Patrick Mahomes of being the Knicks, of being themselves. A lot of math. I'm giving you a lot of math. This I, I know word problems <laughs> here. This I didn't think Brock Meyer was that deep. Yeah, I've given this all a lot of thought. Only after he's been drinking is he is he that deep? <laughs> yeah, only after. Uh, uh, well, keep your head up though. Uh, this is just par for. Can I tell you how every year goes for me? Can I share with you as a Jets Mets Knicks fan? So this is so we're in December. We're almost at the end of the year. By now, I have definitely given up on the Jets. Usually that's by Thanksgiving yeah. at the outside. Yeah. This year was weird because we had this weird Trevor Lawrence hope. Now that's destroyed pretty much, for, almost for sure. So then around this time of year, you turn to the Knicks. Go, well, let's see what the Knicks can do, right? <laughs> we'll see what happens. By, I'd say, February, that's not, you know, that's not going to really happen with the Knicks anymore. So you're off the Knicks. But you got spring training, so you look forward to, well, let's see what the Mets got going on this year. That dream usually is done by the All-Star break by July, maybe August, just about in time to say, well, let's see 
what the Jets have going on this year. <laughs> on and on and on until I die, Dan. You're on, the, die. you're on this loop. It, it's just you'll, you'll never get out of that loop. I was wondering, though, could the Simpsons do an episode of the Jets? Did they, how, much, how much sports do the Simpsons do? Well, every once in a while, one of the fame, the most famous classic episodes is that Homer at the Bat episode, which is actually featured in like the Baseball Hall of Fame right now, where we had all these baseball players. A great episode. Um, every once in a while, they touch on sports, but actually, I should. I'm going to ask for like a Jets, Mets, Knicks. But does who does episode. who does Homer root for? I mean, he's in the Midwest. He's probably a Chiefs fan, wouldn't he be? Well, the local uh, the local um, uh, minor league team is the Springfield Isotopes, and uh, that's who Homer's a fan of. Which I think they actually did name. I think there's actually a real team in the they're, Isotopes. They're um, in Texas, I think. Yeah, I think. So. Yeah, the Isotopes, and I thought that's such a great nickname. Like, there's nobody who's known <laughs> as the Isotopes other than the Isotopes. But if you had Homer somehow screw up the Jets. When, you know, like this would have been perfect. Like Homer somehow would have cost the Jets yesterday against the Rams and they don't get Trevor Lawrence. And you I mean, you could have Trevor Lawrence would look great in a cartoon with the flowing hair there. I don't yeah, mean to I'm, tell the geniuses at Simpsons how, how to do their job, but, you know, but you're noodling this. So maybe Matt would be interested in at least you guys. I mean, come on. After all these years, you got to. You're running out I'll of ideas. Along, and it'll be therapeutic for me. Yeah. And we, God knows we've done an episode about everything else. Well, I got to circle back to Makai Becton for a second. Okay. That was absurd and terrible what he said. I mean, of course we understand. No one expects the players to tank. Nobody expects Makai Becton or, or anybody, not, not, or Sam Donald, not to try. You know, and they almost, so no one would ever fault them or, or to be happy that they won a game. But you got to at least tip your hat to the. I guess he's too young to understand. Yeah, but he's so. got to have Sam Darnold's back. Like, literally, he has his back. That he. I mean, Sam Darnold wins, he can keep his job, Hank. You, but yet. You, you can't say to Jet fans, you're not a true fan if you were rooting for the Jets to lose. You can say, I understand how Jets fans could feel that way, but you got to understand we're trying to win every game we can. we got to got our jobs and our lives on the line here. I remember, no one would fault him for that, but you're not a true fan? Come on now. <laughs> I don't think you'd say it to Mekhi Becton's face, though. I absolutely I would through a Zoom. <laughs> you'd be that, – that's a big man that you'd be saying – <laughs> I think large. what you said is really stupid. All right. You know, I didn't say it was stupid. I know, but that was, that was the feeling <laughs> I got. Does this conversation make you feel bad? It was this cathartic in any way for you? Oh yeah. I mean, I feel very privileged that I get to, uh, oh, okay. you know, speak to the likes of you, like whine to the likes of you about, <laughs> about my Jets, Mets, Knicks. Uh, sadness. Does your the wife, Mets. does your wife understand this? Oh God, she Dan, she's a Philly Philadelphia fan, so my house is horrible for me. Well, yeah, would, she's used to heartache too. Yeah, but you know, my father-in-law, who's a lovely guy, he but. talks like <laughs> he literally he says goodbye to me on the phone. This is how he says goodbye. He goes, "All right, I love you." Mets suck. <laughs> he says goodbye. Well, with that, I'll, uh, I'll say goodbye to you, Hank, and, uh, and happy holidays, and uh, Mets suck. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that actually made me feel warm inside. <laughs> uh, thank you, Hank. It's great to talk to you. You too, Dan. Happy holidays to everybody. Thank there. you, buddy. That's Hank Azaria. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I, I didn't mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.